0: Welcome to Political Point of View on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. In this program, we talk with politicians of all types, of all sorts, from local government through to central government, and including aspiring candidates. Sit back and enjoy.
1: Hello listeners, today is another day of a political point of view with Graham Priest and today's guest is Bernie Wandon, who of course is the Mayor of the Horafanua District Council. Now Bernie, there's been another disaster on State Highway 1. Um, What's the problem with that piece of road?
0: Oh look, I I don't know whether there's uh, a heck of a lot of problem with the road to be honest. Um, I think there are a number of contributing factors um, I think uh, I think speed is, a, is an issue. I think, unfortunately, with the volume of traffic uh, that we have on that um, section of the road these days, um, and look, there's no forgiveness in any lapse in the concentration, uh, like there may be, uh, you know, we had some years ago. And I think, unfortunately, um, this, you know, all compounds to seeing sometimes some of these tragic uh, results. You know, it's not necessarily. Um, the road that's causing it Uh, but you know i know we've had in fact last night we had a meeting with ngta around safety improvements and things that we can improve in that stretch of road and there are a number of things that they are looking at and hoping to get into action before christmas
1: in other places a simple row of um stakes along the middle of the road has solved the problem. Do you think that would be applicable?
0: Um, look, unfortunately, in that stretch of road, there are a heck of a lot of entrances uh, into private property, um, intersections onto different parts of, um, you know, off-roads and things like that. So it sounds easy, but unfortunately, it's not.
1: Okay. So that's one brilliant idea just in the... in the <laughs> got,
0: there, are tossed other sections, there are other sections. <laughs> Of the road that could have medium barriers. I mean, there are um, certainly um, you know parts of it, but there, are, as you know, there is a lot of roads off and onto that section of the highway.
1: That, that's right. Um, it's a pity if just people would stay to the left of the centre lane. It wouldn't happen, would it?
0: No, that's right. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's happening with um, the swimming pool? That's up and running.
0: Yes, obviously, you know, obviously there are some restrictions, but yes, we are operating at the moment, Um, and and we've just obviously got to look at, you know, social distancing and and not having too many people in the pools and things like that at one time, but, yeah, no, look, it's uh, becoming part of the norm now, um, how we manage those sorts of things, and uh, look, I, you know... um, compliment the staff and doing a fantastic job of trying to manage that.
1: It's a very well used facility, isn't it? It is, yes.
0: Um, you know, exactly. It's been a, a real bonus and a boon to um, our district having a, a quality of a, a facility like that. And um, yeah, it is very well used.
1: The That eastern development um, has bits of it have started already, haven't they?
0: Uh, The infrastructure uh, has started, yes. Uh, We've just met the contract for stage two of the infrastructure, so that should be starting very shortly. Um, As we speak, there is a um, district plan change hearing going on um, to enable the the smaller lot sizes and things like that within that area. So uh, once that's completed... It should be before Christmas. Uh, decisions made. Uh, hopefully, um, we'll be able to uh, see some results and buildings on there. Hopefully, next year.
1: Okay. There's going to be a lot of growth in in the in the pretty close distant uh, future. How's your water and sewage infrastructure going to cope?
0: Um, water, we're not too bad. Look, we uh, at the moment we we know that you know when we look. 10 to 20 years out, we've got a, a, a probably a supply challenge, uh, but we're also working on that uh, in terms of uh, looking at uh, future storage. Uh, wastewater, um, I think that's a bit of a challenge. Our wastewater treatment plant probably needs some reasonably big investment over the next five to 10 years to not only handle the capacity but also uh, make sure it's up to up to standard.
1: And um, whereabouts is that discharging nowadays?
0: Um, so uh, our wastewater treatment plant is treated, treats the water, uh, pipes it out to what we call La which is about um, seven or eight k's away uh, down towards Hokio. And there we have a, a very large piece of land where we have a, if you like, collect it. And then again, it's treated before being dispersed onto land. Um, so we're pretty... Um, well, we're one of the first districts in the country to um, get to a stage where we just about all our wastewater treatment plant discharges are to land rather than into water.
1: Okay, so in a very long time, it actually does end up in the water, but it takes a long time to get there.
0: Oh, well, through the ground, I suppose yeah. you could say it does. But I mean, in the meantime, it's you know it's filtered, about, it's mm. filtered and treated uh, to a very high level.
1: Yeah, actually I saw a brilliant idea in Alice Springs years ago where they use the water from their wastewater to to um grow eucalypts. Yeah. The reason the reason for that being it's very cold there in winter and there's there's um, very little vegetation and so the so you get rid of the wastewater, grow eucalypts and then burn the eucalypts to keep themselves warm, so Okay. Sounds quite a sensible scheme to me. Now, yeah. I, I, I see you've started what is starting uh, in the old eel factory as a, a hemp processing plant for a hemp seed. How did that come about?
0: Uh, well, it's not us, obviously. It's private industry yes, yes. um, who have uh, purchased that building. And um, with, um, I, with the way that the eel factory was set up, it's probably an ideal... Uh, situation for that but um yeah this is a, a company that comes down to, to um start that hemp uh processing thing so i mean you know just another industry that's has um, being welcomed to town i suppose and um you know being part of the economic fabric of, of the district
1: yeah because they're employing what about a dozen people exactly and yep. that's 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 quite a thing isn't
0: it yes definitely
1: um the previous mayor was very keen, keen on growing hemp in, in um, Levin. Does, did anything ever come of that?
0: Not that I'm aware of. Uh, look, it's, it's all very well, um, you know, just say we should grow hemp here. I mean, the realities of any sort of uh, industry like that, um, research and uh, money and resource uh, need to be, um, you know, sort of put in place before anything uh, gets produced. And uh, a lot of the people that told us beforehand was one, our soils weren't uh, ideal for hemp growing, and nor is our our climate. We we just don't have the uh, warmth uh, as much warmth as needed, um, and it's a bit erratic if you like our weather. I
1: thought I'd never ever hear that.
0: Well, when I say it's erratic, it's between good and very good. Um, you know, it's never <laughs> it's never bad, of course.
1: No, Kapiti's a bit similar. It's quite erratic. Uh, It was pretty erratic during the last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Is anything ever going to come out of this Glasgow COP thing that's going to affect you?
0: Uh, Look, we're in the process at the moment of developing uh, an action plan for climate change. There are a number of things that will affect us over the years. Uh, we will uh, no doubt be impacted by any um, temperature rise. Um, you know, our coastlines will, could be affected by um, a sea, sea level rise. Uh, we think there'll obviously be more weather events, especially in, in terms of flooding and things like that. So obviously there are a number of things that could impact this, and um, we have to um, mitigate and adapt for those
1: I notice in the Chronicle there's a little note that um, there's $10.25 million profit from the pokies in Levin. Um, do you think that's good, bad, or, or what happens to the, the, the extra money? Oh,
0: look, there's, there's no, there's no uh, good answer to that. Um, unfortunately, it's a fact of life that uh, while pokies are in existence... Uh, the reality is is that there are many available options and avenues for people if they want to gamble, whether it be uh, through pokies, uh, whether it be online, whether it be in TABs or whatever. Um, and we have to obviously manage um, that situation as best we can. Um, there are those that think that because we are receiving some sort of funding back from that, at least it's it's something. Uh, because we don't get anything from the online uh, gambling uh, situation. Uh, but then again, uh, what it's taking out of uh, people's pockets and their household incomes is, is um, you know, it's not good. I, and, and we have issues um, here that are, we've got a low household income base, and um, so to have that affected is not, not ideal.
1: Council's got a sinking lid policy on numbers, hasn't it?
0: It has. So, um, look, if any uh, organisation um, or uh, business uh, lose or sh- shuts their doors, for instance, that those uh, poking machines can't be transferred to a new, uh, new uh, facility or a new organisation.
1: Okay. Um, what, you've got a local liquor um, licensing oh, law, have you?
0: Yes, we have. Um, so that was done a couple of years ago now. Uh, And again, um, you know, while we can do everything we can to try and prevent um, things happening in that space, um, you know, we found when we tried to limit the hours that supermarkets were available to serve uh, liquor, for example, um, they, they, um, you know, sort of applied uh, to have that put back and just wouldn't... um, wouldn't let us, if you like, um, control that. They decided that they were going to spend as much money as they could to make sure that they um, could maintain the hours that they had. Um, It's very difficult, unfortunately, to change. Um, And again, it's one of those issues where, you know, you're you're impinging on people's private um, sort of carrying on and um, so you know how much do we actually get involved in that sort of space um, you know is is debatable.
1: The other news that I picked up off the chronicle is that um, you voted to eventually close the landfill.
0: Um, So what we've done now is gone um, we're going out to consultation with the community around that preferred option. So the preferred option is now to close the landfill. And in fact, the landfill is pretty much closed at the moment because uh, we've got a temporary contract for the next few months while this was all going on um, to not put any more uh, waste into our landfill. Um, So, yes, so uh, from... uh, We'll do two months of consultation from November 30th uh, and we'll make a final decision in February as to whether the uh, landfill is closed for good or um, we reinstate it and continue it. We do have consent to 2037, um, but obviously um, much of the community don't want us to carry on with the landfill and um, the council supported that and um, so have gone out with that. So yeah, look, we're, we're, uh, the consultation period will be interesting to see whether people react to that obviously the impact will be on rates, um, and uh, but you know the, the benefits of closing the landfill probably outweigh some of those economic mm.
1: impacts. Okay, so where, where's an alternate site?
0: Uh, well, alternate site for us is Bonnie Glen, which is in the Rangitikei, and there are a number of uh, councils already depositing their solid waste uh, there: uh, Palmerston North, uh, South Taranaki two um, and others uh, use that uh, landfill. It's a massive size compared to, well, ours is, um, and is, um, you know, purposeful built for that whole uh,
1: exercise. There's been quite a growth recently in, in um, the Kapiti area of car theft and vandalism. Uh, have you got the same problem in the VIN?
0: Oh, look, life's never uh, perfect, unfortunately. Um, We don't have, um, anecdotally, look, there are issues, I'm sure, but um, police tell me that things are reasonably good around here at the moment. Uh, We don't have um, huge issues. I think um, we've, from time to time, had some uh, problems, Uh, but, you know, we try as a community to deal with that as best we can, and one of the good things that comes out of those sorts of things is that organisations and groups that are working in those areas do get together and try to um, eliminate a lot of that.
1: There seems to be a competition at the moment running to see who can steal the most Mazdas. Oh, is there? And and it's it's having quite a serious effect. Um, Now, I know that you're very short of time this morning, but what's the vaccination... Rate in in the Horopunua at the moment.
0: Um, so we're at uh, 89% percent first dose, and we're about seventy eight percent second dose. So we're getting there. Um, uh, we're um, uh, as I know as a region, we're very much like the region. Um, it's been a um, you know, logistical a major exercise to try and. Um, get through testing and vaccination um, procedures. But I'm pretty proud, actually, of the way that the community has responded in terms of that. And uh, we're, as I said, we're getting there. Um, We've still got a few challenges, like most of the country has in some areas. Uh, But um, from where we were um, uh, sort of a month, six weeks ago, we've we've really uh, had a a good uh, resurgence, if you like, of people getting on and getting... Um, getting their vaccinations and As we've seen, um, it's getting closer um, and hopefully we can uh, ward it off because it is still the best way of trying to prevent it coming. Mm,
1: That's real good news. And what's the council policy on employing unvaccinated staff?
0: Look, that's still a work in progress at the moment. We're looking for some direction from um, government and DHBs in terms of that and I know that there are some... um, you know, it, it is being talked about a lot. We expect some more direction uh, coming over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but you know, I would expect that those in public-facing roles uh, would um, would need to be vaccinated. And you know, as we're seeing with the health and education sectors, um, while it has had some impact, um, just talking to with uh, Mid Central uh, today, um, they are. Uh, pretty comfortable where where that sits and that the vast majority of people are you know doing the right thing and getting getting vaccinated so it's not impacting too much on the delivery of services for them
1: OK, well, that's more good news. Yeah. OK, Bernie, now, Hora. I understand that you're pretty busy today, so I am. we'll wrap it thank up at you. this stage. And thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Appreciate
0: that, Graham. Thank you.
1: This has been another session of a political point of view with Graham Priest and today's guest, Bernie Wandon, Mayor of Horapanua. Thank you for listening.
0: You have been listening to Political Point of View on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. In this programme, we've talked with politicians of all types, of all sorts, from local government through to central government, and including aspiring candidates.
1: This programme is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.